Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. I know there's quite a few of you ask me, you know, are you nervous? Do you get nervous when you get up there to preach? Do you get nervous when you have to give a devotional? Or do you get nervous when you're asked to do something like that? And the answer is yes, every single time. <laughs> and uh, Trevor told me, he said, you know what, don't be nervous, you know. What I do is I ask people questions like, you think I'm nervous? I, th- I think you're nervous. Or, Why are you nervous? He tells me to ask questions back, back and forth like that. But then Noah, on the other hand, he just says, you know what, I'm going to just pump you up. That's what I'm going to do. But I know up there, Noah's probably going to be sleeping. So we're going to try to keep him awake. But uh, I am so grateful just for the opportunity to be able to bring the word to you guys this afternoon. We're not going to be, like, I'm not a long-winded guy. I told you guys that before. But it's just suitable that Brother Mike sang that song about the love and the forgiveness that we have for Christ down on the cross. Because that's what I'm going to speak to you guys about this afternoon. Turn your Bibles to Luke 7, Luke chapter 7, and we're going to be in verse 36. Now, anytime I think about forgiveness and love happening at the same time, I always think of the story of the prodigal son. How that son asked his father to give him everything that he owes him, and then he runs off and does his own thing. He runs off, wastes, his, wastes that, that money on living for himself and in the world, and then it hits him. You know what? I did all this stuff for myself, and now I'm in this pig pen eating, with, eating eat, eat dirty with other pigs, eating what pigs eat. But how do my hired servants, how many of my dad's servants have somewhere to lay their head, have a warm bed, have something, have food to eat, to fill their bellies, you know what, I'm going to go to my father and ask for forgiveness, and you know what, and as soon as he gets there, he doesn't even have to say, he really doesn't even have to say anything, and the father embraces him with love. His father had already forgiven him before he even came back, before he even knew, because his father had genuine love for him, because of the forgiveness that he was shown as well. Let's start in verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him, desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. He's talking about Jesus. This Pharisee asked Jesus to come to this, to get together he had at his house. And he said, Behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus ate at meat into the, ate, sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with, with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, now when the Pharisee which he had bidden him, saw it, he spake with, with, within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner." And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. 
There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And, we had, and, when, and when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell them, tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto, and turned unto the, turned the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. Now we see that this woman came unto this party with this expensive alabaster box. This ointment was not something cheap that you just bought at Dollar General. This was not something you just picked up for a dollar, that she just picked up for a dollar and said, you know what, this ain't going to cost me much. No, this was something that she probably spent a lot of money on, probably her, probably all her money on, and she break it and anointed Jesus' feet with it. Typically, when back, back in these times, when you invite someone into your house, you give them water to wash their feet off with because they're walking around in dirt, their feet get dirty, so you give them some water to wash their feet off with so their feet are clean, their feet are clean. You anoint their head with oil as a, welcome, as a welcoming in, and you give them a brotherly kiss. Not, some, not, not as we know, you know, as a wedding, you know, you kiss your wife on the lips. No, it's like a brotherly kiss. You kiss them on the cheek. It's a welcoming into the home. It's a friendly, warm welcome. But this Pharisee did none of that. Everyone loves something. Everyone loves something. Whether it's your brand new Mustang, whether it's your kids, whether it's your brand new home, whether it's your new boat. Everyone loves something. But I want to ask you, as a Christian, what do you love? What do you love most? Now, in this story, I want to look at two aspects of this woman's life. But then I also want to see the genuine, true love she has for Christ because of the forgiveness she's able to receive. So let's pray, and then we'll get into it. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you just for the love you've shown, you shown me, and Lord, just the forgiveness you've you shown by sending your son Jesus down the cross for our sins. Lord, I pray that you be with this message. Lord, help me just to portray your truth through your word. Lord, help it not to be my words, but yours. Work through me. Let me step aside and let you work. In your name I pray, amen. You know what? I want to see first off the reason for this woman coming to this party. 
Honestly, I don't think she was originally invited to this party that this Pharisee was holding. He knew who she was. He knew that she was a sinner. She probably was a harlot. She probably was. The, everybody, everybody in town probably knew her. Every, everybody in town probably knew about her. Because as soon as they saw her, everyone knows. You know, it, this Pharisee says, you know what? If he, if he was a prophet, he would know what type of woman this was. What type of sinner she is. But her reason for coming to the party wasn't to make herself known. Her reason for coming to this party was because she knew that, the, this, that Jesus was there, the only man that could forgive her of her sins. The only man that has the power to forgive what she's done. And she knew that she had to seek him out. That she had to find him. Luke, Isaiah 55, 6-7 says, Seek your Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. James 4 says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. This woman did not come to this party to have fun. She did not come to this get-together to just mingle amongst the people. No, she came because she was seeking repentance. She was seeking to get her sins forgiven. She was seeking the one that could love her the most because he forgives, because he's the only one that can forgive her the most. She wasn't seeking for anyone to point her out to Jesus. She wasn't seeking that anyone would say, hey, Jesus, did you, you know about her? She wasn't seeking that. She was only looking for him to ask for forgiveness, to, to worship at his feet, to feel the love that only he could give her. That genuine love that only Christ could give her by lifting the burden of her sins. She came to seek repentance. Now, when I, was, when I was younger, and my mom always had a lot, I don't know what it is, but my mom would always buy some, just these nice-looking vases for some reason and just stick flowers in them and just randomly think that nothing's going to happen to it. <coughs> it's right out in the living room. Me and, the, me and my brothers are playing. She sticks it on the table or sticks it on the counter, thinking, you know what? I stick some flowers in it. They ain't going to knock it over. It ain't going to break. Three boys. It's bound to happen that we're going to play around the house. It's bound to happen. There's no way that all of our energy is going to get let out by being outside for like a couple hours. We're bound to get built up some more energy. We're bound to run around, wrestle, and everything else inside. So, wrestling around with my brothers, we hit a table. Lo and behold, the table that has a nice vase on it breaks. You know what? I, being the smarter of the three, <laughs> I decide, you know what? I don't want to go. To, I don't, 
I, I don't want to go to mom. I don't want, I don't want to be punished. So let me, let me go ask dad for, let me go ask my dad for forgiveness for this. Hey, hey, dad, I broke mom's face, so will you forgive me? I'm sorry. But, like I said, being the smarter of the three, not really that smart, but uh, my dad says, you know what? I didn't buy that vase. I'm not the one you need to ask forgiveness for. You need to go to your mom and ask her for forgiveness for it. This woman did not come to all the people that she may have come in contact with that she had done wrong to, that may have had an may have been influenced or impacted by the wrongdoing she had, she didn't go on to all of them and ask them for forgiveness. She went to the one that she had to go to, the only one that could forgive her her sins. The only one that could forgive her truly. She sought out Jesus to ask for forgiveness. The reason for, for her coming to this party is to seek out Jesus but then, just this woman's reputation. The Pharisee says it in, uh, in verse 37, it says, Behold a, woman, behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now that when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she is a sinner. This woman knew everybody knew who she was. She knew that everyone knew that she was a sinner. She was one that had a reputation throughout the town. She knew that she didn't have, she could walk into a room and everybody knew exactly who she was. First John 5.17 says, All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Galatians 5.19-21 Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This woman knew that by her wrongdoings, she was a sinner. She knew by the way she lived her life that she was living in sin. Because of the way she lived her life, she earned a reputation. But she knew the only way to get away from that reputation to find a new name for herself was to seek out Jesus at this party, was to seek out Jesus for forgiveness of that sin so that she can get away from it and be wiped clean. Many of us are known by the way we carry ourselves. I make fun of Noah all the time. All you guys know, Noah is a goofball. 
But that's because that's how Noah carries himself. <laughs> At camp, Grayson is a very Apple type guy. He talks about Apple all the time, literally, all the time. Darren loves sports. It's just the way he carries himself. He talks about sports. He just, he just loves sports. People know you by the way you carry yourself. This woman knew that everybody at this party knew who she was because of the way she lived her life, but she knew that that reputation is not what she wanted her life to be modeled by. She knew that she needed to seek forgiveness and that the only way that forgiveness could come is by that genuine love that only Christ can give. Her sin kept her from experiencing genuine love because she wanted her own way. It kept her, it's kept, it kept her blinded for so long, but she knew that she needed to seek out Jesus. She knew that her life wasn't fulfilling. And now I want you guys to really, I want you guys to really, what the meat is, is the real love displayed here by Jesus. This woman came into the party and she, when she came in, she started crying, she's weeping, and she starts wiping Jesus' feet with her tears and her hair. Now, I'm trying to imagine that. That's just. It, from someone that's at a get-together with a bunch of people, that would just be weird. Some lady coming up, crying on a feet, the feet of Jesus, and wiping her tear, wiping his feet with her hair and her tears, and anointing his feet with this ointment. It would just be, I would just, it would just be weird to me. She's not saying any words. She's not speaking. All she's doing is crying, wiping Jesus' feet, with his ointment and her tears. That's all she's doing. But you know what? She, on her end, showed, showed a true love and appreciation for what, for what she knew Jesus could only do for her. She couldn't speak because she was so overwhelmed by what only Jesus could do of forgiving her her sin. Ezekiel 16, 63 says that thou mayest remember and be confounded and never open thy mouth anymore because of thy shame. When I am pacified toward thee for all that thou hast done, saith the Lord God. She knew her sin was great. She knew her shame was great. She knew that Jesus is the only one that could show her and give her the forgiveness and love because of that. She showed her love and appreciation for Jesus for how much he forgave her by worshiping at his feet. 
Because that's what she was doing. Her crying, wiping her tears in the ointment with her hair at Jesus' feet was her symbol of showing God, showing Jesus, I love you so much. I'm worshiping at your feet. I need your forgiveness. And this is where I need to be, not saying anything, because I know that you can do this. No one else, just you. The parable in verses 41 and 42, it says, There was a creditor, there was a certain creditor, which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. And says, tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most. I've seen so many Christians that have been saved out of gangs, drugs, you name it. And their love and passion for Christ seems so much greater than, than of those of us who got saved at an early age. Because they have actually felt and seen God's love firsthand because they were forgiven much. They've experienced God's forgiveness and love so much because of what they got saved out of. But why can't we, that were probably saved at a young age, have that same type of love for Christ? Why can't we love the same and have the same passion that they have? No. You, know what? you probably weren't saved out of going, being in a gang or doing drugs or anything like that. You know what? Just because you didn't experience it, God still saved you from it. He still kept you from being a part of that. So why can't your love be the same as someone else that experienced it? Why can't you have that genuine love for Christ like this woman had? Why can't your passion for Christ be as genuine as this woman's? Yes, she had a lot that she had needed forgiveness for, do you want to what? No matter how much you need to be forgiven for or how less, our love for Christ should be the exact same because you want, he saved us at a young age. He saved you from doing all that stuff. So you didn't have to experience the hurt. You didn't have to experience any of those things that somebody else had to. So your passion and love for Christ should be the exact same as somebody else that experienced it already. Because he loved you so much and said, you know what? I'm going to keep you from that. You parents in here, you've probably experienced things that you would never want your kids to experience. It's because you love and care for them so much that you don't want them to go through the same hurts you went through. God's the same way. He doesn't want, he didn't want some of you to go through the same hurts that others 
who were probably a little more rebellious, had to go through. So why can't your love for Christ, your passion, be the same as theirs? It can be. You just have to think about it. As God kept me from this so that I can love him. So, if I can, so I still love him the same amount. I still love him as an agape love. It's not a brotherly love, but an agape love. Because I've seen so many Christians that love God with a brotherly love. There's not a passion. They don't think on everything that he's done, that he saved them from, or prevented them from going through. Small of a, you know, thanks, God. That was great. It's not a God, thank you for not allowing me to go through that. And a passion, a fervor that they, they should have. I have a friend, his name is Chris Brown. Darian knows who he is. At college, he got so confused of why people wanted to get into the things of the world because he came out of that. He was so confused of why they don't love God so much that they don't want to go towards that. God tells them not to go towards it, and they do. He wonders so many times, why do they want this? God saved them from it. Why do they want it? Why don't they have such a love for him that they don't want to do those things? Why don't they just think about the forgiveness he's given them? Away from that, why, don't, why do they want that so bad? Because of what the key, the key thing is this parable of, you know what? To those who are forgiven much, love much. But to those who are forgiven little, love little. This woman was forgiven a great amount. And that's why she was there worshiping at Jesus' feet, wiping his feet with her hair, her tears, and ointment. I asked you earlier, what, what do you love? Obviously, our first answer will always be, you know, I love God. But do you truly? Do you truly love God passionately? Is the things of God the things you seek after the most? Do you have a genuine, passionate love for God because of the forgiveness he has shown you? This woman did. My friend Chris Brown, from what I've seen from the people I was with at college, probably had the most passion for Christ I have seen of any Christian I've known. Because he knew the forgiveness and felt the love of God because of everything he got for he had gotten forgiven for. I got jealous at times because I didn't I know I didn't love God the way he did. But you want I can. And so can you.
So what do you love? Do you love that free ticket to heaven? Do you love that you'll be that you'll be able to spend eternity in heaven with your loved ones? Or do you love the forgiveness that he showed you and what he saved you from? Do you love the action he did by going to the cross for you? Do you love the one that sent his son to die on the cross for you? Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you just for your word. And Lord, I know that even for me, at times, that genuine love that showing you that genuine love is hard because you even said that those who are given much love much. Those who are forgiven little love little. Lord, help me to remember all the things that you've forgiven me for. And Lord, help these people to remember all the things you forgave them for. You saved them from. Some of them had to experience a experience more things than others, but you want you saved them all from the same thing, from the sin of this world. Lord, help us to remember that. Help us to think on that throughout our day, Lord, that our love for you grows stronger because we know what you have forgiven us of. Lord, be with us. Thank you for your word. Help us to think on this. In your name I pray.